On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I talk about why I might need to be fairer on a younger version of myself, and I discuss a lesson that I learned in the gym about life. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 85 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is a place where I tell the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges. Sometimes on my own, sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. That's like the third time I've done that introduction. I actually forgot the words to it the first two times. That's never happened before. But that's probably a good place to start because my God, am I tired today. And this isn't even the usual tired that I talk about where I'm like, oh, it's been so busy. I'll be honest, I've got basically nothing done today. This is a got to bed really, really late because I drank a Red Bull way too late. And then woke up really, really early because I left my curtains open and my room was fucking boiling this morning. That kind of tired. So entirely self-inflicted. Don't feel sorry for me. But yeah, it's been one of those days where I haven't got a lot done. I've done basically what I needed to get done for clients. And that's about it. So my plan right now is to get this podcast recorded and then get myself to bed. But it's been quite a productive week other than today. A really uneventful one in the sense that there's nothing major to tell you about that's particularly gone on this week. I've been in Corby working from home, uh, but it's been one of those weeks where I've just been able to have huge to-do lists and work through them and get stuff done. And uh, those kind of weeks, these kind of weeks are becoming increasingly rare. And so to be able to do it, nice, productive, happy. Um, But like I say, a fairly uneventful week. Um, I think something interesting that I want to talk about in this will probably be quite a short episode is, um, something I was thinking when I was in the gym the other night. So I'm back in the gym for about three and a half, four weeks now. I've been going back three times a week, made it really simple, Googled like workout program, read a few blog posts, found one which seems reasonably appropriate, stuck it into a Google sheet. And that is exactly what I'm sticking to. Uh, exercise by exercise, set by set, rep by rep. I'm just following it blindly because an issue that I found in going to the gym before, you'll remember, um, I've probably spoken about it before. I used to work with a guy called Ryan Megan, who is like a personal trainer and online coach. And he put together this workout program for me back in 2019. And I followed it blindly for like nine months and looking at the difference between the kind of before and after pictures of that period. This is something I spoke about recently on a podcast, actually, although I couldn't see the difference day to day. When I look at the the comparative before and after pictures, the changes were dramatic. And then when I look at those pictures now, um, compared to where I'm at now, I'm like, man, like things were good back then. So I think the issue with the gym has always been that if I don't have a program to follow, if I don't have some structure, I would just kind of turn up ad hoc every now and then, 
not really know what I'm going to do that day, make it up as I go along, do the exercises that I prefer, and in doing so, only really work select muscle groups, and even then probably not do it very effectively. And so um, I took the lesson, by the way, none of this is actually the point I'm getting to, but we'll get there in a minute. I took the lesson that I've taken from other areas of life, which is basically that I know myself well enough now to know that I work well with structure. And when there's a plan in place and something to follow, um, I do it. It's almost like, this is a departure, but this is interesting. It's almost like the whole uh, like boss brain and worker brain. So this is a concept I've heard before that I use uh, to plan my working day, right? So you should have two types of brain when you're planning out anything important. And this is going to have to go uncredited because I can't remember where I heard this. But essentially, you should have a boss brain. That is when you're in the frame of mind to take a high level view of what it is you need to be doing in your business or in your life or with your health or with a relationship. And that boss brain puts a plan in place. And then with that plan in place, you then hand over to the worker brain who then just unquestionably follows the plan. You can't be planning in real time. You can't be working whilst trying to plan. You need to separate out those two distinct uh, kind of sets of actions, plan and then blindly follow it. So I had this plan. Anyway, let me get on to the point because that was a departure. Um, and now that I'm following a plan, I'm actually recording the weights I'm lifting, like how many sets, how many reps, uh, what weight is on a barbell or a dumbbell or whatever. And literally in the space of like three and a half, four weeks, I'm surprising myself at like how quickly the weights are progressing. And I don't think that's because in three weeks, I've suddenly gained loads of strength and muscle mass. I don't think it's that at all. What I think it is, is that when I'm recording, when I'm writing down the weights each week, I'm looking at this data and I'm saying, oh, that's interesting. That's like a, I don't know, 25 kg row or whatever. wonder if I can do 30 because I've clearly been able to do 25 for two weeks. So I try 30. And it works. I'm like, oh, weird. That wasn't so bad. I wonder if I can do 35, 40, whatever it might be, right? And it's almost like seeing that challenge to myself written down was all I needed to lift heavier weights. All I needed to do was think that I could do it. And then I could. And that's not to suggest that, like, all of going to the gym is pure psychology but I really do think and I've had this conversation with a few people before I really do think that lots of going to the gym is actually training yourself mentally just as much as it is training yourself physically there are studies for example where you ask somebody again this is gonna have to go uncredited because I don't know where the fuck it's from but I've read this before it's one of those days um there are studies where somebody or people are asked in this study what is your one rep max for i don't know a back squat and they'll say it's xyz and so the researcher will say okay well i'm going to put xyz amount of weight onto this barbell and i want you to show me that one rep max with that much weight on the bar and so the participants in the study think that they are about to squat an amount of weight that they know they can squat they do the squat and only afterwards does the researcher reveal that actually the plates that were put onto the bar were purposely labelled incorrectly and the person had just squatted, what, 15 to 20%, that number might be wrong, I don't remember, but like 15 to 20% more than they thought they could because their mind was telling them, well, I've squatted this amount before, 
I can definitely do it, right? And so, yeah, I think it's all in the mind or lots of it is in the mind. Um, and so I was in the gym to get to the point and I was thinking that maybe this applies elsewhere in life, right? Because there are so many times where I have, not in a literal written down sense, but I've been looking at a challenge. Life poses us these questions and there are times where I've found out what sits on the other side of the question because I've taken action. And there are times where, frankly, I've decided to be inactive, where I haven't done something about it. And I've probably uh, lived a less fulfilling or exciting or meaningful life in those little ways because of that, right? I think that you only progress in any facet of life, in any way, whether it's your career, your relationship, your finances, your health, your body, whatever it is, right? When you look at what the benchmark is, look at what your current level of X is and then ask yourself, what if I push further? What if I do this? What if I uh, send a text to that person that I haven't spoken to in years to make up with them? What if I apply for that job that I don't think I'm qualified for? What if I start that Instagram page and start putting my paintings up even though I think people will laugh? What if I start making music even though I don't actually know what I'm doing? I just know it's a massive passion of mine, right? anything meaningful sits on the other side of a fairly challenging question that we have to ask ourselves now in the gym those questions aren't very challenging it's like can you do an exercise with 5 kg more probably yeah but those questions are far harder to step up to the plate no pun intended and um find out the answer to elsewhere in life but it's just a thought i had the same applies right and so whilst i'm in the gym surprising myself by actually lifting more weight than ever before despite probably being far less fit than I was in the past um, it's just a reminder that a mix of structure and constantly being at a point where you're challenging yourself just the right amount is where all the growth happens so there we go and then something else I've been thinking about this week and this is a really random one because this literally popped into my mind like two days ago when I was getting out of the car and I don't know where it came from, and I don't even know where this thought's going to arrive at. But it's the idea of trying to be fairer on the younger version of myself. Now, I think saying that out loud sounds really weird, so let me explain what I mean, right? I have been doing this business thing for about 10 years, give or take, if you go back to the Corby magazine days. And in the moment, at any given time on that journey, I think I've been doing relatively okay right a 14 year old running a magazine getting national press coverage for it that's quite good a 16 year old on tv on the apprentice a show that i loved quite good magnate richard branson boris johnson quite good you get the point you know the story and yet when i look back and try and tell that story on this podcast or when i appear on other people's podcasts or even just in person when i'm trying to tell I don't know if somebody says, why do you not drink? And I go into this big kind of ramble about my late teens and early 20s. I always revert to telling stories about what went wrong in that kind of age range, right? I wouldn't say wrong, that's a strong word. But like, I go into talking about the bad things, the negatives, the things I didn't do right, the poor choices. And whilst all of those stories are absolutely true... I almost wonder if 
And this is the thought that popped into my head out of nowhere when I was getting out of the car, which sounds crisis-like, doesn't it? But I almost wonder whether I, I'm too one-sided towards the negative there. Not sure whether that's to try and make current me seem like I'm doing better by using like past version of me as like a, a thing to point at and say, look how far I've come from. But I was just reflecting on this thought that like, yes, 19, 20, 21 year olds don't have that much structure in their life. Yes, they don't make the best decisions. Again, it's, it's nothing dramatic. Like in my life, I lived a very fucking boring life. But what I mean is, I think what I'm trying to say is I didn't know any better because nobody at that age knows any better because nobody tells you these things. You have to learn them. And yeah, like I say, I don't know where that thought's going, but it's just an interesting one and something that I need to try and catch myself as I'm doing it that like it's a good way to tell the story of why I made certain lifestyle changes by pointing to that period of my life where uh, I drank or I wasn't as productive or I wasn't as focused on work or any of these things, right? But I think I should at least try to be a bit fairer and a bit truer to the full story and it kind of comes down to this whole it's like taking compliments i'm fucking awful at taking compliments and i think it's very similar like i find it awkward to tell the good parts of my story if that makes sense it's, it's almost like yeah well just that i just find it awkward it's almost like i think nobody wants to hear like the full story so i just point to the negative bits and brush over it but i think as i get older i realize that you know that's almost 10 years of life really that I kind of brush over and try and characterize as oh I went out to some nightclubs and got a bit drunk and ran a business in London that didn't work and then went on the apprentice and got fired and of course there is a lot more to the 10 years and so like I say don't know where I'm going with that interesting one I might come back to it but it's just something that I noted down because um, it's a thought that I had this week and truthfully, I think that that is all I have. And they're like such random thoughts to throw in here. But like I say, it really has been an uneventful week. And they're just two things that popped into my mind this week. So I thought I may as well think out loud on them. This episode sounded a little bit like therapy, but maybe that's what it is. Um, and then, yeah, it's going to be a busy few weeks coming up. So I plan to do absolutely nothing this weekend. Um, on Monday, I have got my second vaccine. I managed to move that forward. It was going to be on Thursday. Um, but then that would have kind of messed up travel plans and movement and all this stuff. So fortunately managed to move it forward to Monday here in Corby. Monday being the very earliest day that I can get it because of the eight week um, delay that they currently um, force, I guess. Uh, so I'm going to have my vaccine on Monday. Monday night I'm going to drive back to Wales because I have heard many a story about the side effects from the second dose of the vaccine being more pronounced than the first and what I don't want to do is fall asleep Monday night in Corby wake up on Tuesday needing to drive to Wales and then just being written off for two or three days um, that far away from the office so I'm going to get myself to Wales for Tuesday morning uh, Tuesday Wednesday Thursday in Wales and then Friday traveling up to Manchester to see James Smith on his live tour on Friday and then going from Manchester across to Nottingham on Saturday for I'm calling it Horton Fest it's definitely not called that but Adam Horton and his estate agency Hortons are having their summer party that'll be fun it's probably the first party I've been to in 
fucking years, literally, like even before COVID. So there we go. Um, and then Sunday, I need to somehow get from Nottingham to Wales. I say somehow because it struck me the other day that I'm not going to have my car when I'm in Nottingham. So I'm probably going to have to jump on a train from Nottingham to... Uh, I think you might be able to get one directly to Wales, actually. But who knows? I need to get to Wales, basically. Um, and then in Wales until I think the following week when I'm in London for meetings for two or three days, then back to Corby after that. Then I'm in Wales from that Monday onwards for something, possibly in London that particular week for this Ed Sheeran 10th anniversary gig that has just been announced, registered for tickets. Who knows if I'll get them, possibly in London for that though. And then the week after that, I'm back in Corby, then up to Newport Pagnell to meet a client. The next day near Lincoln, meeting with another client, and then that Saturday in Manchester for Park Life. So it's a busy few weeks. It's going to be lots and lots of travel between random cities in the Midlands, um, which is never very exciting. Uh, so weirdly, I'm actually fortunate that this week has been so uneventful and that I have nothing to talk about because at least it means that I'm going to be a little bit uh, more energetic and a little bit more relaxed and recovered for the many weeks ahead because it's going to be a bit non-stop for the next month or so but I'm sure I'll tell you all about that in the coming episodes um I am off to watch BBC iPlayer now or maybe read some Harry Potter which I haven't read in months because I'm not going to go to the gym tonight can't be bothered need some sleep and there we go what a motivational point to end this episode on thank you as always for listening i hope you have a good week and i'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 86 of life and lessons see you then Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.